1: Welcome back to the Autonomous and Electric Vehicle Summit. This is Alan Adler. I'm the t- Detroit bureau chief for FreightWaves. Um, we are excited uh, for this uh, session to have two experts in our field uh, talking about a partnership. They know each other. We're going to get to know them. Uh, so I'm joined, uh, at, and this time by by Mo Poursartep, who is the chief engineer and director of product uh, marketing for, uh, excuse me, product management for Too Simple, and by. Shrini Gouda, who is the Vice President of Autonomous Driving at Navistar International. And uh, it's great to have both of them with us today. The reason we chose them is because, as some of you may know, uh, Navistar and Too Simple have a partnership uh, to bring the first fully Level 4 high-autonomy uh, truck to um, America's highways by 2024. It's an ambitious project. It was certainly something that we were excited to have an opportunity to talk about today, so I want to welcome both of our guests um, to uh, to the autonomous and electric vehicle summit. Well,
2: welcome, and thank you, Alan,
1: for having us. So just to get started, guys, and it, it, we'll do our best to sort of make sure we know who's uh, who's fielding what question and, and that kind of thing. But but I guess this one really goes out to Sweeney, the first one, and that is uh, Sweeney, with Navistar now being a part of Trayton, Does the U.S. project for 2024 that I referenced? Becomes something applicable to Europe beyond the individual testing that Too Simple is doing with Scania right now?
0: I think it's still early days to comment on that, but um, definitely we will be looking at a common approach. Um, but because Navist is the based in the US, uh, we'll be looking at working on Too Simple for the US market. So the ODD or the operation design domain is significantly different, and the market dynamics are different when you look at the overall autonomous solution. But also the business aspects of the autonomous solution, um, is still in its infancy. So the market dynamics will drive this. And I think we'll be looking at a US specific solution plus a Europe specific solution. And when, and if, if and when, <clears throat> um, the Trayton group looks at China, for example, which is one of the big markets, we'll be looking at that as well as, as a, as a separate uh, entity. Um, but it's still early days to comment on that. Uh, but it's an opportunity that we are uh, joint exploring uh, between Freyton uh, Group and and simple.
1: Well, Mo, I guess the, one of the questions, and this really goes to both of you, but I'll start with Mo, and that is this idea of 2024. We're only uh, you know less than three years away from that. And does that still present a realistic time frame for having a fully capable level four vehicle uh, driverless uh, for for long haul? Is that still a realistic uh, date?
2: Well, that's a that's a great question, Aaron. Uh, and and let me start off by saying we when we set this goal, uh, we did it with acknowledging the difficulties and challenges that may lie. So that that was uh, very well understood at the very beginning. Now the partnership we have with Navistar, the and the importance of this partnership is that we have opened our books to to one another to be able to assess the risk or any impediments that we may face along the way. So, and, and this goes across multiple aspects uh, of getting us to 2024, right? So we are looking at the technology, we are looking at the business, we are looking at the infrastructure that needs to support all of this, right? All the back end operation, all the maintenance, all the dealer network that needs to be in place for you to, for us, to, for all of us to realize the, the 2024 vision. Uh, a, a big part of it comes into the readiness of uh, of your supply chain, right? Uh, are the suppliers in a position to provide you with the uh, the tools and technologies that you need in order to launch twenty twenty four? So, as as we stand uh, today, um, we still believe we can make twenty twenty four happen. Uh, there are obviously a multitude of challenges right in front of us. But at this point, I think we're still charting ahead with the with the original vision.
1: So, Sweeney, do, do you do you go along with that? Do you obviously challenges ahead, but something that's achievable. Yeah, just what
0: what Mo said. I think there are a, a multitude of challenges. Um, number one, nobody has done this before. It's the first time that you know the entire industry is trying to do this. Number two, as an impact of that, or, or a domino uh, effect, is. The supporting networks that need to be there to launch this technology um, just isn't there yet. Um, and just to recall, one of what one of my peers said: it's very easy to have a vehicle equipped like with sensors do a a round in, in a university campus, but to get that onto onto production, onto the real street, onto on public roads, is the real challenge, um, and it's probably a million times harder. Right. That's the, that's the scalability challenge that we're looking at. So right now we are looking at 2024 and we're, and we're full steam ahead in, in achieving that. In parallel, we are trying to build up these infrastructures, uh, that, need to make it happen, that need to enable autonomous trucks, uh, working in a safe manner. So yes, we are, we are full ahead, uh, going full ahead. Uh, but there are some challenges to meet 2024 as of well. now.
1: So given that, I guess I'd, I'd put this to both of you, is there is there sort of a consideration then, or maybe you're even working on it, for taking a step approach to the project? That is, enabling certain features uh, while more capability and technology is validated. For example, would you, uh, for instance, maybe train the fleets that are uh, interested in the truck uh, to to put drivers in and let them monitor uh you know a safety driver type of thing it, it, there's no reason you shouldn't do that is that something you would think about doing
2: i'll uh, i'll I'll take the first take the first stab at it um so let me let me start by uh sort of uh setting the stage before i answer the question Alan. i think if you look at the freight market right the, the uh there's about is a 800 billion uh market here in in, in US alone right But if you look at the volume of goods that are being moved around, uh, within this network, right? Uh, it, we're using, it's a very, it's a very, uh, well-defined set of corridors and customer that are moving the volume, a a significant volume of this, um, of this truck freight movement. For us, we have focused on really understanding where, where is these large volumes coming from? Who are, uh, essentially, the shippers and the carriers and the customers who are moving this freight, and really work with them to understand that business and this origin destination pairs. Once we understand that, and we, we, today we have a fairly good grasp of that. We are able to say, here is our first launch. Here is our first step. We don't have to sort of, uh, uh, as my friends like to say, boil the ocean in the first go. We we want to sort of step it along the way so that we capture as much value as we can in the early stages, uh, given what a monumental task this is, and sort of build on that and move forward. We don't need to be moving freight uh, on, on the passes of Colorado mountains on day one. Uh, because there's very, uh, from a business opportunity point of view, um, there' there are there are lower hanging first that you can do without facing that uh, sort of solving significant technology challenges, so we're sort of building our operational designs in a as such that we capture the most in the majority of the market with uh in collaboration obviously with our partners and customers and really use that as a foundation to build upon it uh and to your point, Alan, We're stepping in, getting the the product to market, get it validated, and then add capabilities uh, to that base foundation as the technology progresses. And even we get more mature, right, as we expand our footprint and our network.
1: Well, and certainly today, I mean, we're talking, you know, supervised or monitored function, you know, level four functions. Um, uh, Srini, I want to ask you. There's a couple schools of thought, really, on equipping uh, semi trucks with level four high autonomy. One says the safest way to do it is to redesign a chassis for all the redundancy of safety systems. The other, followed by most, is to retrofit an autonomous software stack to an existing chassis. Um, let's start with you, uh, Srini. What what are your thoughts on these approaches, and and which are you doing? That's a great question.
0: Um, I think it's it's one that an OEM would, would love to hold close to their, uh, close to their chest. Um, the first and foremost priority for the OEM, such as Navistar, is product safety and liability. We would, like, we would want to deliver a solution to a customer base which is safe and can operate in, in a, in a designed uh, ODD or operation design domain. To that end, what we're doing uh, with 2Simple is we are building trucks to suit the, the autonomous platform. Um, we are looking at redundancies. We're looking at various suppliers that are proficient in, in providing redundant systems, whether the electrical architecture, the braking systems, the chassis, so on and so forth. Um, so, so we are doing all we can from a product safety approach, uh, taking ownership of that, working with 2Simple. And as one of my peers said, uh, partnership is the new leadership. Especially here, we are constantly exchanging ideas with 2Simple um, who know the autonomy stack better and we're also exchanging ideas with our own experts within Star to to understand what the best solution is. Um, and I think the answer is going to be quite clear in 2024 uh, when we actually are successful in pulling the driver out from the uh, 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 from the autonomous truck. So to answer your question, Alan, we are looking at building the truck to suit the autonomous platform, taking all the redundancy aspects into, into question and keeping product safety and liability the number one priority in that aspect. Right.
1: Now, now Navistar does work, I believe, with with Bendix on on the uh, uh, Wingman Fusion and things like that. That does provide some level of underlying, I guess, redundancy, really, on some of the safety systems. Is is that one of the things that you'll take advantage of uh, as you design here?
0: Yes. Yeah, so we are looking at a number of solutions uh, from the supply base and the redundancy solutions for the autonomous trucking space is comparatively new. When you look at the passenger car segment, it's slightly more, probably more mature when you look at where the supply base is. So we are considering a few options, and we will take into account the safest option that can execute in a time-friendly manner for a customer base, but also to meet uh, two simple requirements. One of the key things driving this overall um, selection platform, whether it's <clears> the <throat> ODB, whether it's um, anything else that needs to take into account, is a safety case. How do we develop a safety case that meets our uh, immediate customers' needs, liability standards, regulatory standards? And as part of that approach, we are doing—we're um, basically ticking all the boxes and dotting all the i's as we as we approach the 2024 timeframe. Mm-hmm.
1: Very good. You know. Uh, uh, Mo, one of the lidar companies, uh, AI today announced and uh, that a hundred, uh, excuse me, a one thousand meter uh, lidar that will be used by Too Simple. How important is it to be able to detect objects more than a half a mile in front of the truck? It, it's a
2: it, it's an it's a great question, Alan, and I think uh, the the to answer that question, I would say it, it's if we want to. Launch a product. We need to understand uh, essentially how to make this product as efficient and uh, as as operable as, as possible. Right? There are many scenarios in which you would be able to. Uh, you want to be able to see as far ahead as you can in order to understand the scene ahead of you. and uh, the, in, in the importance of that is how efficiently and how efe- effectively. You you essentially maneuver around uh, events and scenes that that sort of occur about half a mile ahead of you. Having that far ahead understanding of the road and the dynamic uh, scenes that may occur in front of you, as much as in the, as much as you can in advance of you, what you can, it's it's an important element of building a product that can scale. Uh, yes, can you can you do it with uh, I don't know five hundred meter. Uh, sure, from to address the safety cases that that may be sufficient, but in order to have an efficient product out there, I think it's important to have uh, a perception range that exceeds what uh, current uh, sensor technology can can supply. That.
1: So, so Mo, one of the one of the advantages I would think for Too Simple then is the access, if you will, to this customer base. I mean, you certainly have signed some fleets to some of the test runs that you're doing in the Southwest and that sort of thing. But now you've got uh, you know a major manufacturer and their customer base to tap into. I would think that would be a tremendous advantage uh, for you.
2: It certainly is. Uh, we, we have been working very closely with 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 our customers and Navistar to bring them in and you know in the early days uh, of autonomy and really learn from them and also share our uh, our lessons learned with them to to help drive uh, a lot of these developments together in fact so we 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 are currently running a voice of customer workshop with a large number of uh, the customers uh, participating in these we are sharing our vision and you know ways of implementation and the way we see the technology being deployed and getting their direct feedback uh, with their C-suite and, and technology uh, leaders and, you know, maintenance groups and automotive groups within, within the fleet. Uh, so it's a, it's a tremendous advantage to have that level of direct access to the customer, uh, and be able to incorporate, uh, their feedback and their needs and wants early on during the design stages of the program. So it's, it's a, it's an incredible opportunity. And, uh, and, and so far we have been able to, Cultivate this partnership, uh, not just with Navistar, in the same form and fashion, do the same thing with our customers and be able to sort of pull them in.
1: You know, there's two kinds of partnerships in the autonomous space. The the ones that are announced, like yours and, for example, Aurora Innovation with PACCAR and Volvo Group. Uh, The other is the quiet cooperation that doesn't get announced. Um, Srini, does Navistar still have anything that – you're working on sort of on the side. I mean, you know we don't have to have just one exclusive partner, right?
0: Well, I can't answer that in, in much detail, Alan. Um, but I think as we already announced a partnership with Too Simple, the intent of La has to be a leader in this space, and we'd really like to address our customers needs um, as, a, as a top priority, but having a safe and uh, a safe product on the road. Um, so having that in mind, too simple is a, a partner. Um, and we will do all we can to achieve the 2024 timeline. Sure. In terms of exploring alternative approaches, alternative technologies out there in the market space, to be honest, there aren't many. Uh, and I'm sure if Navista was uh, having conversations with any of the other providers out there, um, it, it wouldn't be uh, quite be out in the market by now.
1: Got it. Got it. So uh, one question I'm sort of asking all of our uh, summit participants, the autonomous space, I want to run by both of you, and uh, Mo will let you go first on this one. And that is, is, what does this sector, the autonomous, high autonomy sector, look like in five years? How long, how far along will we be on driver out? Uh, What are the consolidations among players? You know, if we think that there's six predominant players today, you know, what does that landscape look like five years from now? Why don't you Take us out with that, Mo. Um,
2: it, it's an it's an exciting question, uh, and I think a lot of people are trying to sort of uh, better understand the dynamic of the market and see what's, so where it, it's heading. But from from what I what I what I see, Alan, I'll, I'll share my two cents uh, on, on the subject. I think there are tremendous amount of uh, uh, tremendous amount of advancements in the technolo- on the technology side that, that's taking place. And I, I feel confident within the next three to four or five years, we should be able to see credible cases of driver out, uh, emerging, uh, both on the passenger side and as well as the truck side. It's, it should be, it, it's, it's certainly achievable, uh, within the next, uh, three to five years. Um, in, in, in terms of consolidation, we, uh, about ten years ago or so, many players started uh, operating in this space, and you can see um, many of these consolidations are taking place today on the passenger car, because the 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 scope of the problem is so large, and the amount of resources required to solve this problem is so immense that uh, you can have a scattered uh, uh, teams trying to solve it. So there will be at some point a consolidation in the trucking side as well. You know when will that happen? How will that happen? I think uh, it, it's yet to be seen, but um, the, the, it's very likely a question of um, when and how, as opposed to an if. So that's that's sort of what I think will start to shape up in the next uh, five years or, so, or five years or so. We the one thing I would like to say I think within the next five years. We should see commercial products autonomous commercial products out there in the market in some shape or form um and uh it's, I think it's gonna be an exciting journey from now uh, and, and, and through the next five years
1: yeah well thanks thanks both uh, sreini we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up with you I, your take on these two questions uh you know how far along are we gonna be on on sort of the the driver out aspect of level four uh high autonomy? and what kind of consolidations that may, might be a little tougher for you because of being in the manufacturing space, but you do know who's doing what. You, you, you keep up on this. That's part of your job. So give us your take on that, if you would.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I also come from the tier one space, part of joining stuff, so I'm probably much more closer to, that, uh, to those questions. Um, I think the industry is in its infancy when it comes to technology itself. The key challenge is scalability. As I said before, it's very easy to run a vehicle in a defined ODD, but how do you scale it up and how do you make sure it is safe enough for a particular segment that you're going to add to the ODD, per se? Um, to that effect, consolidation will drive this this market. As you've already seen, we've seen Aurora take up um, uh, due to consolidation in in, in the recent past, um, and I anticipate a lot more in the next five years, as, as Mo said. Um, but I think the, the goal is achieving that scalable approach, um, expanding that ODD. It's not practical to have an autonomous truck running, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles every time you want to expand the ODD to address those long tail events that might happen in the in the autonomous space. Um, and to that end, simulation is going to be a key factor. How do you improve fidelity in the in the simulations, and how do you then gain that confidence level and that safety level safety case to say I am now safe enough to deploy in this ODD for deploying this particular segment. So these are going to be the governing questions. And whoever cracks this this particular uh, sol- problem and has a solution at hand, the scalability solution, will drive the industry forward, in, in in my view.
1: Okay. Thank you both of you. Thanks so much for your time on this today. Your insights on on what is obviously a, a, an area that has more questions than answers, but you're certainly seeking those answers. And and we appreciate the efforts. Uh, you know, uh, Mo, Purasatep, uh, that that you're undertaking it too simple, and also uh, Shrinigauta at, at Navistar. Great to have you both. Thank you so much for, for participating, and uh, we wish you all the best.
2: Thank you, Alan. Thank uh, you.